G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. In what we might call a Christmas edition, talking about money and on the last day of November with the Christmas season almost upon us, a very important conversation ahead for so many of us. The coming season will be the most wonderful time of the year and for others it's going to be the most stressful time of the year. A different sort of a feeling this year, 2020, and many will feel unexpectedly high expectations on spending. And that's in contrast to what we might traditionally think of the Christmas season as a celebration of the greatest gift ever given, the incarnation, the arrival of God's only Son, the Saviour, who came to reconcile sinful humanity to God. Now, without that focus... As you know, it soon becomes the silly season. And the expectation of a post-Christmas hangover is more about enduring painful debt than recovery from things like eating and drinking too much. Well, as you will already have been experiencing, marketing and advertising gurus have been working overtime to unlock our wallets and our purses. And for many, the financial stress may well be quite unbearable. Well, our special focus is on Christmas finances today with biblical wisdom as a foundation. I think we're going to find this very useful as we chat with Alex Cook, the founder of Wealth With Purpose, an expert on money helping to equip Christian believers to honour God with their finances by teaching sound financial skills based on the wisdom of the Bible. Alex Cook, a special welcome along to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Great to be back with you. Alex, let's start with what we might think about as common mistakes that we're all prone to make this time of year in the lead up to Christmas. Uh, What are the sorts of things you've got on your list? (laughs) Well, look, there's a few really common ones and possibly the most common one. And anyone who's heard me before knows uh, that I like to beat the drum about debt. Um, But probably the most classic one at this time of year is borrowing now and paying it off later. You know, there's a real temptation just to spend very easily uh, and then pay it off over the the following six to 12 months. Um, But what I'd love to challenge your listeners today is to actually follow what I call Rule 101 of, um, of Christmas spending, and that is pay for everything in cash. Um, you know, there's a real temptation, as I say, just to sort of spend and put on the card and worry about it at another time. But of course, in doing so, we end up paying huge amounts of interest in many cases. You know, people forget that interest rates on credit cards start at 18%. They're not like the uh, crazy home loan rates that we get today at you know, 2%. Um, but the, the interest is very... Um, uh, you know, it's very damaging. But also with all these kind of things, that kind of credit card mentality, we tend to spend a lot more than what we otherwise would have. Um, you know, for years I've been encouraging people to switch out of the whole, you know, credit card and into the debit card. 
And in doing so, what you're really doing is you're, you're forcing yourself to use your own savings rather than to borrow from someone else. And when you do that, you know, people tend not to like watching their bank balances go down. So they tend to be a bit more careful. Whereas with credit cards, it's almost the opposite. And there's a real temptation to spend far too easily. Um, so yeah, first, the first big one is, you know, don't follow this, uh, the common trap of borrowing now and paying it off later because uh, you, you'll literally be paying for it uh, for, for months and months and months. Alex, uh, in fact, people often... Alex, isn't there a, there's a whole lot of new buy now, pay later services that uh, we're all being introduced to this year and uh, they've taken off in a big way. Uh, are they themselves a trap? Oh, very much so. I mean, you've got all the um, what afterpays and zip pays and all these kind of things. And really, they're all built around this idea that you have to have something today. Whereas, you know, I think from a practical money management point of view, the best thing you can do is learn to save and have what I would call deferred consumption. That is your learning a skill and, and the challenge of not having everything you want today and you're actually deferring it for some time in the future. Uh, and that's a challenge because I think that the temptation out there is huge and there's an enormous amount of money spent on advertising, convincing us to buy things uh, that we don't necessarily need. And, and all those buy now, pay later type services come with a, they come at a price. Nothing's ever for free. And, and these companies make huge amounts of money in doing so. So yeah, it, it all comes down to the same problem. In fact, to me, you've got to go the opposite way, and that is you save first, then you spend what you've got, as opposed to borrow first and pay it back in the future. So, yeah, all of those things are a real trap, I think. Uh, let's bring another dimension in here just quickly for your thoughts, because in some sense, uh, we want to be responsible citizens at the same time, and there's this balance between spending to get the economy moving, and that's what politicians would be say saying that we should do, and and this idea of then keeping a close eye on our own personal finances. I mean, the government wants us to loosen the purse strings and spend up big because retail's done it really, really tough, and every retailer listening to us will be saying, don't tell people not to spend. What are your thoughts <laughs> on getting a bit of a balance in all of that? If you've got the spare cash to spend, that this year maybe you ought to just loosen a little bit and and, and spend up big. Is that is that a, a reasonable thing to think about? Uh, look, I, I'd certainly avoid that approach. I mean, I, I understand the government's predicament. The government wants to keep everyone in jobs, and, and as they should, you know, it's a it's a very tough environment out there for, for people. But I don't think we should be spending money uh, purely in order to keep others in jobs per se. I think the, the, the Christian response is how do I help people who have got themselves into difficulty during this time through either no fault of their own or, or through you know mistakes they've made. Our responsibility as Christians is to be good stewards of what God has given us. And, and to me, that means uh, not just going spending to prop up the economy, because that to me is just deferring a future problem. You know, sometimes economies actually have to go through bad periods and adjust. But to me, good stewardship is about applying biblical principles to your finances. So, you know, live within your means, save and be, you know, be prudent, etc. But of course, be generous to those who are in need um, and reach out. This is a great time of year. You know, Jesus said it's better to, um, to obviously to give than to receive. And so who, who at this time of year can you actually help? 
you know, have you got a neighbor that's struggling? You're much better off helping them than, than just spending that money, uh, you know, in, in the retail, retail outlets on, on consumption goods. So I think there's a real opportunity for Christians here to do good, but still, you know, maintain sensible stewardship practices. You know, to me, we don't ever need to go on that spending binge per se just to prop up the economy. We might enlarge a little as we go on this idea of being generous to those who are in need because it's very tempting, isn't it, uh, at Christmas time? And yes, we've got our own families and uh, we want to be a blessing to our own families and that's a good thing. Uh, but this idea of generous to those in need, there may be those outside of our families that might need to have us embrace them as well. But I wanted to touch on... Alex, uh, the idea that uh, we're suckers for sales and uh, last Friday was Black Friday and over the weekend people have been spending up big, whether it's in their favourite stores or online, the Black Friday sales. In fact, today is Cyber Monday and uh, the encouragement with those is that, you know, you'll find a bargain if you go online or go down to the store. Uh, We are suckers for sales, aren't we? We do like a good sale. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. Look, I mean, I... um when I was at university, I studied marketing. And uh, in fact, my first job out of, out of uni was working for Coca-Cola in marketing. So I learned all about the, you know, the tricks of the trade, so to speak. Um, but ultimately, all of these things are designed to get you to spend more money. Now, you can benefit from sales. There's no question that if you're sensible about it, you can potentially benefit from buying things on sale. There's no question. However, as you rightly say, we're often suckers for sales because a lot of these things are done in ways to actually get you to spend more than you otherwise would. I mean, the classic one I always think of is when I go into the local petrol station and, and you're there about to pay the bill and you get this, you know, buy one uh, or, you know, or you buy two for two for $3 rather than one for two fifty kind of thing. Um, and so it's all designed to get you to spend more money than you otherwise would have. Now, what it means from the... Um, from the owner's perspective, the one who's selling you, their profit margin per sale goes down, but their overall dollar profit goes up because they're actually getting you to spend more money. Um, So all of these things are nothing but ways of businesses making more money. And when you look at it from that perspective, you, you should be careful. Now, that's not to say, as I say, you can't benefit. You might have a particular item that you know you've been saving for for a long time. You're waiting for it to go on sale. Fantastic. But don't then buy into the, the lie where you go, wow, I've saved myself 30%. So now what I'll do is I'll go and spend the 30% that I saved somewhere else because then you haven't actually benefited from it in any way. And that's the that, that's the common thing. And, and marketing, and there's a whole subject at university we did called consumer behavior designed to get you to spend more money. <laughs> so it's... A, it's a, Brilliant trickery. (laughs) Brilliant trickery, all right, and we'll need to be aware of that. You know, we could spend a lot of time, and as we have done in past conversations, Alex, talking about Christians and our finances and biblical foundations around things like stewardship and generosity and care and help for those who are in need... And uh, we might get into some of those sorts of things, and but we won't spend a lot of time uh, with that sort of foundation in today's conversation because I'd love to be able to get to practical things really quickly. Now, Christmas is coming up, and uh, I wonder whether you've got some thoughts on what we should be doing to prepare 
financially so that when we get to Christmas and beyond uh, New Year and uh, into 2021, that we're actually not into that hang- hangover effect that I was talking about in the introduction. What are your thoughts on, on how to prepare financially for this month that's coming ahead? Yeah, look, um, one of the, the key starting points with really any money management is this idea you need to have a bit of a plan. Now, you don't need to plan extensively, but you do need to have a bit of a plan. So you kind of set some parameters, if you like, for your finances. So the first thing I'd say to you is, you know, who are you going to buy for? You know, who are the people at Christmas time, you know, you have to buy for, you know, immediate family, uh, relatives, couple of friends, all those kind of things. Firstly, make a list of who do you actually need to buy things for? That's the first thing. The second thing is work out an overall budget about what you're willing to to spend. You know, how much is this time of year going to cost you? What's realistic? What's affordable? Um, And within you know that, you can then divide that up amongst the people. You can work out, obviously, some people you spend more on than others and so forth. Um, But you work it all out before you've even set forth anywhere near a shop. The, the main thing is that you do budgets on paper. You don't do it in your head because if it's just in your head, there's every chance that you'll easily go over it. Uh, and of course, do an inventory of all the things you need. You know, if you're thinking about, you know, Christmas time, we're talking about big meals and often lots of guests in our house and so forth. Actually do an inventory of what you need. Now, some things you might be able to buy on sale in advance. Other things, obviously, they're perishable, so that's not possible. But do an inventory of everything that you actually need. So put it all in writing so that way you know exactly where you're starting from. So that's that's the kind of the first thing, have, have a basic plan. The second thing is obviously when, when you're thinking about gifts for people, um, actually go online before you've even gone anywhere near a shop and look for the things that you would like to buy them. Uh, work out the cost, work out where you might be able to get it cheaper and so forth. There's a, every chance these days you can save money before you set, um, you know, set, uh, set foot inside a you know, bricks and mortar store. There's lots and lots of ways you can, you can save money. I mean, a classic example, even just within our own business, just recently I had to buy a headset for a staff member and I thought I'll go down to you know, the local um, you know, tech shop and buy something. And uh, anyway, I thought, I'll just check it out online first. Anyway, I found a, a website online that was 30% cheaper uh, than the, uh, the, the, the main retail stores. So there's all those little things you can do by doing your homework in advance. Just that spending that little bit of time can pay huge dividends and save you a lot of money. Um, so so there, there are a couple of basics to, to get you going. Good stuff. And uh, you're a stickler for saying to people, write these things down on a piece of paper. Uh, don't just try and do the budget in your head because uh, the figures are quite fluid when they're floating around in our in our minds. But you say put them on paper, Alex. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, that way you, you can actually work out the maths of it and work out how much am I actually really spending here? Because otherwise, what ha- tends to happen is people t- operate on an ad hoc basis. They, they go down to the store with, uh, you know, the list of people they need to buy for. And, and they end up spending far more than what they'd ever planned. Uh, and they don't even realise it till after after the event. You know, in January, they get all their credit cards and go, oh, wow, I just spent all, all that money. Uh, now I've got to pay it back. So planning in advance prevents that. No doubt for some, and listeners might like to contribute around these sorts of lines, is that uh, when we go Christmas shopping, uh, for a lot of us, the idea of being an impulse buyer, going out and uh, wandering up and down the aisles, and looking for gifts and uh, wondering, you know, and working through what that particular item might be good as a gift for. Uh, we tend to be impulse buyers. Uh, what you're saying is put a little thought into it in advance and do that shopping 
uh, or at least that exploration, that research online before you go to the shop so you've got an idea not only of what you ought to be paying for the item but uh, what items you might buy. So the idea of being an impulse buyer, I mean, that's some of us will say, well, that's what I love about going Christmas shopping and I don't want to disturb that experience but I don't want to blow the budget either. What are your thoughts around impulse buying here? <laughs> well, as I say, there's a whole science to impulse buying. You know, the classic one is you go to the, the counter in a Coles or a Woolies thing and you're surrounded by temptation, right? Usually, I don't know about you, but I, I love my uh, my chocolate and uh, all of it's designed right at the right eye level, usually with a, you know, a little discount attached to it right there in front of you, all designed to get you to buy. Um, look, Impulse buying is, is the way all these stores are designed, but they can lead to you harming your finances if you, if you go overboard. You know, having a $2 temptation here and there, that's one thing, but it's a whole other thing when you, you buy into these sales of buy now, get, you know, get one free, all these kind of things that kind of all designed to get you to spend more money. So just be really careful with impulse buying. And my view is actually, if you have your list, stick to your list. You, know, you have your list of people, the list of things you want to buy for them, and, and just stick to that list. Because the problem is when you do go for that Christmas experience, of course, you see a million and one other things that you could also buy, and, and you end up spending more and you go going overboard. So take, take your list, stick to it, stick to your budget and uh, you won't regret it. <laughs> no, Alex Cook is our guest. He's the founder of Wealth With Purpose. We are talking about Christmas and money. A biblical perspective on life, culture, and current events. This is 2020 on Vision Christian Radio. Talkback line open, 1-800-316-316. And you can respond to today's 2020 Facebook post asking the question, do you think you'll have a happier Christmas if you run up bigger spending debts? You'll find that at facebook.com forward slash vision radio. Our special guest is Alex Cook. He's the founder of Wealth With Purpose. Alex, let's talk about the idea of adjusting the way we think about Christmas because as Christian believers, you want to align yourself to God's purposes and you want to align yourself to God's way of thinking about money. How do we start to think differently about money and uh, Christmas time a good way to, to, uh, to uh, make that happen? Yeah, look, I mean, as Christians, we know this is a really special time of the year where we think about, you know, the birth of Jesus and just it brings new life, new hope. And, uh, you know, it's just this fantastic time of year where we get to reflect on the goodness of God in each of our lives. Um, of course, I think for many of us, though, it feels very stressful because we feel it's almost departed from that and it's become, you know, this massive uh, stressful event with lots of shopping, lots of food and all, all sorts of things. So I think as believers, though, we can really turn this around and turn it into a fantastic opportunity, both within our own families and how do we... Um, how we think differently as a family unit, but then also how it can be more outward at this time of year as well. So let me give you an example. So I always say to people, look, why not give less presents this year and give different types of of presents? So for example, last year, my sister, who's a missionary in Japan, she gave me a, um, it was like a voucher from a, a ministry in Australia called Tear Fund. And what it was, it was to buy a goat for a family in the third world, which would obviously provide them with, um, you know, resources. So there's all those kind of things. You can buy food, you can buy all sorts of stuff um, to help someone in need. So 
Right? I mean, and she was smart. When you think about it, I'm, uh, you know, I live in Australia. I'm enormously blessed. Do I really need you know, a new pair of socks? <laughs> yep. You know, or alternatively, why don't we actually start giving things that are really going to benefit other people, you know, and people outside of our families, not just our loved ones. So that's something I think that we can do differently. We're taking calls on 1-800-316-316. You're welcome to call and be part of our conversation today as Chiquita has in Perth, WA. Hello, Chiquita. Welcome along. Uh, Good morning. Thank you. What are your thoughts, Chiquita? Um, My thoughts are from my my history. What I've learned from it is go shopping, spend up big, have to pay it back. Um, So this year I've decided to do it differently. Um, the whole we sat down as a family together and decided, right, we're just going to have $50 each and it's pick of the name out of the drawer and then you can you know, choose whatever you like for that person. But the key to that is in a week's time, we're going to have like a Thanksgiving and we're going to be um, talking about what we've been giving, what we've been grateful for, sorry, for the year and then running up to Christmas let's go give Christmas gifts to other people. Like like when I go walking, I can see that some of the gardens are not upkept because there's elderly people living there and there's just so many outreaches that you can do to lend a helping hand. Um, and we're doing that next week. We're going to come forward and put a whole pile of ideas in front and say, right, how can we be a blessing, a Christmas gift for someone in our neighbourhood? Let it be gardening, wash their car, uh, go help out at a... Um, uh, a St. Vinnie's store or, you know, help out at a shelter, whatever gets is needed, we're giving gifts for the month of December. Chiquita, so, yeah. I think we're going to have to make you the poster girl. I mean, that's just uh, amazing. <laughs> it's just a fabulous concept that you're going to do that. Uh, Alex, your thoughts for Chiquita? Oh, look, there are three awesome things I really picked up out of that. The first, the first one she said is, you know, as a family, they were setting limits, so there was a great financial benefit immediately for their own family. The second thing was, you know, you're going to discuss what you're grateful for. And that is so important. You know, we are so blessed. And just to remember, hey, you know, God, you have provided for me in amazing ways for us and for our family and so forth. Uh, And then the third thing is you want to share it. You know, you want to give gifts to others, you know, whether to the local shelter or or just others in need nearby. I mean, that's what it's all about. So it's fantastic. Yeah. Those three fabulous principles there. So well, well done. Oh, thank you. Great, a great thank example. A great example to all. A great example for all of us. <laughs> oh, that's great, Chiquita. Yeah. Thank you so much for your call. Our talkback line is open on one 316 to join in this conversation. Uh, you might be able to top Chiquita. We're looking for all sorts of great insights about how you're going to do things a little bit different because as our Facebook question suggests, do you think you'll have a happier Christmas if you run up bigger spending debts? As Chiquita says, probably not, but you can rearrange the way you think. Uh, come just back for this uh, moment here, Alex, uh, the family meeting because when you have a family meeting and discuss these things and put a spending limit uh, sometimes we spend up big because we anticipate that others are spending up big on us and there's a competition as to who can spend up the biggest Uh, what are your thoughts about that family meeting and just how valuable that would be oh look i think they're very valuable because what it does is it sets uh it sets the tone for it uh it, it enables a proper discussion about you know what's it really about and so forth uh, and it also it sets expectations because one of the one of the things with, with money and, and with families 
is sometimes mismatched expectations or, or you know, un, you know, people under, you know, under, yeah, not, I'm not explaining it properly here, but basically not, you know, there's a lack of expectations being met properly. And so having those discussions is really powerful because that way everyone gets on the same page. Now you may not agree straight away, but you can come to that kind of resolution. So having those family discussions is really powerful. And I think it takes a lot of pressure off people then because everyone's on the same page and you come to an agreement where no one person uh, feels particularly uh, burdened uh, by by this time of year, you know, they, you know, because they get to say their piece. What about this? Uh, let's just uh, speak to perhaps those families right now where this has been a very very tough year. You lost your job, you had working hours cut, things haven't bounced back the way you thought. Uh, this year you won't be buying uh, jet skis and diamond rings and all sorts of things like that and so you've got to make some sort of a change and you might be even panicking about how you're going to do that because everybody else has got high expectations but it's been a dreadful year for you. Is uh, what Chiquita said, this idea of discussing what you are grateful for, is that a little bit like an antidote to the idea that you have to have all these expensive things to be happy? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, one of the key issues of being a Christian is learning to be content with what you have. You know, Paul said he learned the secret to be content with a little and with a lot. He hit in his life, it oscillated between the two. Um, so learning contentment is it's a challenge, but for many people, this is the the time where they'll you know they may be forced if you like into that situation. But that's a good thing because you know we get to reflect on the good things and also what's really important. Because at the end of the day, uh, when we think of all the stuff that we have, they're all very temporary. You know you can't take any with uh, any of it with you when you go. The Bible says you come into the world naked, you leave it naked. Um, you can't take any of it with you. So it's a great chance, I think, to sit back and reflect, be grateful for all the things that we do have, for the, the loved ones in our lives, the friends in our lives, um, just for the fact that we've got Christ alone. That, that alone should be cause for enormous celebration. Now, Alex, just before we get into uh, perhaps reflecting on a few thoughts from listeners who've responded to our Facebook question, uh, let's just uh, just quickly talk about it. You're giving away a special gift today, and uh, it's going to be free and a Financial Freedom Express course that people can get a hold of, perhaps reflecting some of the sorts of things we're talking about today. Uh, what is it that you're actually wanting listeners to use uh, with what they can download from your website today? Yeah, so we have our, our what I call our flagship mini course called Financial Freedom Express. And what it is, it's 34 short modules. They go for about five minutes each. So you get to watch a short video explaining a particular topic, whether it's budgeting or getting out of debt or a particular biblical concept around money. Uh, and then there's notes to read and there's tools that you can access. So, for example, if you need to do a budget or you need to get out of debt, there's all these kind of associated tools with them. Um, so normally we charge for this course, but we know it's been a horrible year for many people financially. You know, a lot of people feel like they've gone backwards. Uh, and so what we're going to do this year is actually give it away for free. Um, it's a course you could plow through in a couple of hours. As I say, they're five minute, minute uh, videos each, so you could probably polish it off in a couple of hours, but you can spread it out, of course, over a month or two. Um, and uh, the, the way to get a hold of it, though, is you do need to go to our website and just be on our monthly newsletter because we're going to be emailing everyone who's on our newsletter. They're the ones who are going to find out about it. So if you jump to wealthwithpurpose.com 
and you just sign up to our newsletter, then you'll get access to that in the coming weeks. Okay, that is a free course this Christmas. We'll mention that again at the end of our conversation and uh, wealthwithpurpose.com. Alex, let me reflect a thought or two from listeners who've responded to our Facebook question today. The question I've asked is, do you think you'll have a happier Christmas if you run up bigger spending debts? Well, Valma says Christmas isn't about gifts. It's about family and sharing the love around. We do mainly homemade gifts and quality time. If we buy gifts, they are small and meaningful. Any thoughts for Valma? Ah, look, that's a fantastic idea. Uh, in fact, one that you and I had uh, contemplating having chat to listeners about is this idea of uh, of making gifts. You know, a lot, it take, firstly, it takes off the financial pressure, right? A lot of people at this time feel, oh, man, you know, I'm going to have to go and buy all these things. It's going to cost me an arm and a leg and so forth. And so that makes them stressed just thinking about it. But, hey, here's a great opportunity, as, as she said, is actually, you know what? Make the gifts instead. Make a lot of fun. If you've got kids particularly, or if you like craft, what a fantastic opportunity as we go into school holidays, which are coming up in a week or so, to actually, you know, make make some gifts, make Christmas cards, um, and uh, and do things a little bit differently and turn it into a fun time. But also it's, it's more meaningful. I think, I don't know about you, but when my kids have given me things over the years, it's not them buying me anything that's value. It's, it's things that actually, you know, show how much they actually love you and care for you that, that actually have lasting value. Um, I mean, the classic one, I've got one beside my bed from my, my son made it for me for Father's Day at school. And, uh, you know, it just says, I love you, Dad. And it's got a picture of him. Uh, you know, cost costs absolutely nothing, but it's special and precious. So all those kind of things are fabulous. Wendy says it's about the true meaning of Christmas, not about putting us in debt. Gail says, no, we keep it simple. A time for family to get together and enjoy each other's company. Coming with grateful hearts, full of love. Everyone brings a dish presents for the grandchildren only so no one has to spend too much now there's some more creativity in there and uh, and that's uh, that's uh, leaving out you know uh, certain members of the family from getting gifts at all but getting the focus on the grandchildren any thoughts for gail yeah no that's a great one in fact uh, it's similar in my house with my my sister and i um, what we do is we just say right we're, we're at the stage in our life where the gifts uh, don't have the same same value and, and uh, so yeah we just keep it to our, our kids so the cousins all share gifts amongst each other um, but as adults we don't and I think that's that's very sensible apart from the saving of money it, it brings back the emphasis to what it's about you know family and about God and reflecting on God and being grateful for all the good things that God gives us rather than just accumulating more stuff <laughs> that just gathers dust over the years. <laughs> uh, there was an interesting one in there that Gail said too, an interesting point where she said, everyone brings a dish. Now, uh, there are going to be some families this year who normally organise Christmas lunch or Christmas dinner and uh, they do everything and provide everything and everybody else comes along and uh, just participates, a little bit like uh, everyone coming along to freeload. Uh, there's something special in what Gail says when she says uh, everyone brings a dish. Is this a way you could have that family meeting or do some planning in advance just to take the pressure off this year if you have lost hours, lost work, and it's a tougher Christmas for you? Is that a good solution, Alex? Absolutely. Look, it's a fabulous idea and something we encourage. As you say, 
plan it first, you know, who's coming, how many people we got, and then say to people, chip in. You know, everyone, everyone, most people are more than happy to bring a plate along to share with others. It takes the pressure off um, the, the person whose house it's at, who is probably feeling enough pressure just to have their house clean and neat, let alone uh, to prepare all the food for everyone. So it's a great one. It, everyone saves money. It's a much it's a lower cost. Uh, and it also just takes away from the, um, you know, the, the pressure and social pressure that people feel at this time. So it's a great one. We're taking calls, 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Maureen in Longford in Tasmania. Hello, Maureen. Welcome Hello. Along. Lovely to Thank hear from you. you. What are your thoughts Thank today? Thank you. Um, we've started doing, uh, there's, um, what we've got eight adults and nine grandchildren, and we've just started doing sock Christmas. Everybody in the family buys somebody else a pair of socks. <laughs> okay. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, and we get some lovely socks. <laughs> no, the oldest can this year is buying the youngest, and vice versa, and that's all we're doing. I imagine, it's, Maureen, it's uh, when you're doing socks, uh, you can do novelty socks. Uh, and would you oh, change? You can do anything you like. <laughs> would you change that next year if everyone's got an abundance of socks? Would you change that to okay? Well, you, sometimes people talk about socks and jocks. Would you do sort of an underwear type Christmas next year? No, because it's only one pair for one person. They don't get a whole lot. All right. <laughs> Great. So, no, I wouldn't go picking jocks for my grandson, I don't think. No, 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 no I'm not going there. You could get into some trouble around that one. Yeah, I'll take yes, that I, one back. I have a few, few teenagers, 17 and 15 and 16. No, 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 not doing that. Stop Someone would school. have a little bit of fun with all of that. Hey, uh, your thoughts, your <laughs> thoughts for Maureen. We... Uh, Alex, what are your thoughts for Maureen? <laughs> oh, look, I think it's good. It's nice and fun. Keeps it simple. No, no, no pressure, and I think you probably have a lot of fun with it. <laughs> Maureen, we wonderful. We all had a photo taken with them on last year. It was lovely. <laughs> so, you know, novelty socks, you know, you can get some wonderfully creative socks, can't you? So, uh, oh, you can. You know. There's amazing chicken ones out at the moment, which I'd love to get, but I don't know whether I've got time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I imagine that uh, if you want to shop for novelty socks, you can probably find some websites online that uh, specialise in those sorts of things. Oh, I'm sure you can. I'm just old. I don't really do that kind of thing much, so I have to shop around. <laughs> Great. Well, Maureen, thank you so much for your call. And our talkback line remains open on 1-800-316-316. On our Facebook post today, Andrew responded. And, of course, our our question on Facebook today is, do you think you'll have a happier Christmas if you run up bigger spending debts? And Andrew says, the meaning of Christmas is in the payment of our debts, not running up others. Uh, so that's an interesting way to talk about Christmas. The incarnation actually is the start of the repayment of the biggest debt that could ever be paid. And so uh, so debt actually is a, is a significant issue around this. Uh, any thoughts there, Alex? Yeah, no, look, I think he's hit the nail on the head, really. I mean, our debt's being paid thanks to, you know, Jesus dying for us. And that's what we should be celebrating. That's what we should be thinking about. Um, and, yeah, <laughs> in fact, uh, you know, there's a passage that says, uh, have no debt but uh, but love for others so you know there's all sorts of ways of thinking about it but um, yeah absolutely you know let's let's remember what it's really about and uh, the debt that was paid for us I mean it's uh, it's priceless and it has enormous eternal value and that's what you know we should be thinking about at Christmas the things that God gives us that are have eternal significance
Okay, great so, yeah, comments there around low spending options and uh, even the idea of making it fun. And for some people, you know, it's like they could be feeling a little bit ashamed if they're not spending up big at Christmas. And I guess that's something you've got to work through, but a, a good time to be listening into some input about that sort of thing on a conversation like this today, at taking pressure out of the buying of things. And uh, the fact that you won't be any happier uh, probably is a good incentive to do that. Let's talk, Alex, about another dimension of what happens at Christmas, and that is going on a holiday. So any wisdom around holiday bookings and uh, how you might just sort of save a few dollars here and still have a great time away? Yeah, no, absolutely. Look, first, it's important to to have a break. You know, I always reflect on, uh, you know, the seven-day creation, you know, it says... Uh, on the seventh day, God rested. And so we all need to have a break. We all need to give our bodies rest. Uh, we all need to take some time out just to reflect on God and his goodness uh, and to reflect on our lives and our, our families and so forth. So it's very important to have a break. And this is a great time to do that uh, and just to, to regather your thoughts uh, for the year ahead. So absolutely important to do. But the second thing, though, of course, is is as with anything financial, as I've, as I've said probably many times, is plan ahead and and in this case book early this year's been tough because obviously a lot of people historically have done a lot of overseas travel and so forth and so a lot of things locally have been heavily booked up very quickly when people realize they couldn't go overseas but one of the key things here is book as early as you can and don't leave it to the last minute because if you leave it to the last minute there's a good chance that uh, you may have a lot less options available to you uh, and that can be a lot more expensive than what you would have otherwise spent. Um, the other thing is, you know, we live in such a spectacular country. I mean, Australia is such a beautiful place, whether it's the, the beaches or if you go in, inland, you go bush. There are so many things you can do and do things cheaply. And I think it's a what I love about holidaying is just simply enjoying God's creation. Now, I know not everyone's a camper like, like myself, but, you know, I was camping a couple of weeks ago at a beautiful part of uh, the New South Wales coast. Uh, called Smith's Lake and on one side's the beach on the other side's a lake where you can go fishing and you know you can just enjoy uh, all these great things that God has given us and, and it costs next to nothing uh, and so I'd encourage people to you know plan ahead look for things where you get to enjoy uh, the goodness of God's creation um, and and uh, just reflect on all the good things he's given given you at this time of year and have a break and don't don't you know you don't need to spend a lot of money to have a good time. Is there a sense in which if you're used to going five star, but all of a sudden this year you recognise it's been a hard year, either for yourself or from family members who've had a hard year, uh, to say, OK, we're going to the other extreme, we're going to do camping. And uh, this idea of perhaps being ashamed of, you know, we used to do it five star, it's going to be different this year. What are your thoughts here about certainly those people who are in families who are the leaders of the family to own the idea that we're changing direction this year for everyone's good and announcing that and actually turning that into just the best experience ever as you say alex you go camping and uh, but for some people that's just like never on the agenda because we only ever do five star but it might be wise to do the camping this year yeah, look, look, you raise a really interesting point. I do think a lot of people feel a degree of social pressure, and you see this on Facebook and things like that, where they feel they have to be seen to be doing things that are, as you say, five-star or, you know, it's kind of wanting to look successful. Um, 
And, and those things, they're very damaging long-term to your soul, and obviously they're very damaging potentially to your finances. Um, it's not to say that doing five-star from time to time is wrong. It's not, it's not necessarily wrong at all. It's merely that when we're doing things for the wrong reasons, um, and they're internal you know, to our psychology, they are very damaging long-term to us. So I think it's a, if you, as, as the person that's used to doing that, and you're thinking to yourself, you know, maybe I need to do things a bit differently, humble myself, uh, and you'll discover a whole new way of life, I think. I mean, I, I always see it with cars. You know, as a financial planner, you know, people come to us, they borrow huge amounts of money uh, to buy expensive-looking cars. And, and the message I've always had over the years in our courses is buy the cheapest car that your ego can afford. Um, in other words, don't borrow huge sums of money to buy a depreciating asset like a car. And the same, exact same concept applies for holiday. You can have a fabulous time with family, with friends, just going to simple places, doing simple things, and just having a laugh, and just spending time with each other, playing board games, and doing all sorts of things that don't actually cost money. You know, you can go away to a very expensive place and have no joy and feel quite lonely there because you don't have, um, you know, you're not surrounded by love and joy. And that's why it's so important to bring it back to those things that really matter. And, and you don't need to have money to have, a, uh, to have a good time, to be content and to be grateful. And some of the most beautiful Christian people I've met um, are those that have very little and who are extraordinarily grateful for the life that God has given them. Let's talk about lowering expectations of what you might receive at Christmas time and then what you might do in your family to help everyone else lower their own expectations given that it has been a tough year. Uh, there is a, a Christian way of thinking about Christmas and you can think a lot differently uh, to the sorts of ways that perhaps you've been shaped by your own family upbringing before. Uh, when Jesus says it's better to give than to receive, uh, then all of a sudden it becomes, it's not all about me receiving, it's about me giving. What are your thoughts here about changing expectations, Alex? Yeah, look, I think um, it, it's a challenge in, in our society, which makes Christmas to be all about, um, you know, getting things um, and spending lots of money and, and you know, a very materialistic thing. And that doesn't surprise any, any listener when they hear that. Um, so it is a challenge to live in that sort of environment. But to me, we need to flip it on its head and actually make it about who can we help at this time of year? Who can we bless? Who can we serve? You know, there are so many people that find Christmas a very lonely time of the year um, and, and who get nothing. So why can't we just flip it on its head and say, right, who at this time of the year can I serve? Who at this year can I bless beyond just my loved ones? You know, we all want to do things with our loved ones and, um, you know, the people uh, that love us. But this is an opportunity to do those for things for people who have very, who have very little and who have no one to, to look after them. Uh, and, and fl flip it around and, and make it because as, as Christians we are called to serve you know we are called to serve others and to be God's servants to, we've got to be you know Jesus's arms and legs um, and a lot of that means we can give our time we can give our talents and we can give our treasure to the kingdom purposes that God puts before us at this time of the year whether it's helping out in a shelter in a soup kitchen or whether it's just um, you know helping our neighbors around us people who we know have been through tough times so it's a fantastic chance to do it. 
Getting through Christmas and into the new year, this is an important aspect, no doubt. The idea of thinking ahead, because at the beginning of this year, you might have thought 2020 is going to be a wonderful year. Everyone's going to prosper and uh, we're all going to be earning more money and uh, it's going to be wonderful. But then the crunch comes with COVID. Uh, just to be a little realistic here, looking ahead to 2021, things may not be a good year. I mean, a lot of people can't wait till this year finishes to start a new year and hopefully things will be better. But uh, there's a lot of indicators that say that, you know, the crunch is really going to hit uh, because of recession issues uh, next year. So getting off into the new year on the right foot uh, depends on how you might think about Christmas and New Year spending here. What are your thoughts for uh, planning ahead as to how the new year might start well, Alex? Yeah, look, and as you say, it's all about planning. So the, the key thing here, I think, is to start off by setting yourself a couple of goals. Now, I'm not talking about New Year's resolutions that, you know, that last a whole week. I'm talking about setting yourself some good, sensible, basic goals. So it might be a savings goal, how much you want to save over the course of the next 12 months. Setting goals for specific things too. So it could be maybe you're saving for your first home. Maybe you're, uh, you're saving... Um, for retirement there's all sorts of different things that people are saving for so set those particular goals now for others and particularly from a christian perspective i always like to encourage people to say can you give more next year you know increase your giving each year now that can be a stretch for people particularly if their employment situations change but that i believe is should be a goal of all christians to actually keep increasing our giving year in year out so that's the starting point having some good goals Um, The second one is to structure your finances in order to achieve them. Because one of the key things here is you can come up with all the ideas in the world that you like, but unless you implement them and actually put them into place, that they're really just ideas. So I say to people to structure your finances in a way so that your finances can be saved, you know, automate the process um, and things like that. Of course, getting out of debt's a great one. If you've found yourself racking up debt over the last 12 months, what a great opportunity just to pay it off as quick as you possibly can. And of course, involve God in all, all your decision making. One of the things I find with Christians is money is one of these areas where we almost leave God out of it. You know, we, we talk about goals and all these sort of things, but we, we, we rarely say, hey, God, what do you have planned for me? What should I be doing? Uh, how much should I be giving? To whom should I be giving? And actually involve God in the decision making. And of course, dedicate your finances to God, because at the end of the day, they're really his anyway. Everything that we have you know, I say to Christians, we're, we're just stewards. We're just, we're just holding it on behalf of the King of Kings. Uh, so we should be dedicating it to him and doing our best to uh, steward it well for his glory rather than for our own. Well, Alex, we have run out of time. I did say I'll come back and uh, mention once again this Financial Freedom Express course that you are giving away free this Christmas. Uh, when you have listeners who'll subscribe to your newsletter. So only one little condition there. You're going to get a great newsletter from Alex with uh, uh, with great uh, updates from time to time. But this free course, you said there's something like 32 modules. I can just imagine now people thinking, well, I think we've got our Christmas afternoon worked out. After Christmas lunch, <laughs> and we're all sort of sitting around and the TV's there. We'll pop on an Alex Cook course on wealth with purpose and financial freedom so that the next year can be kicked off on a good note. Uh, I'm sure that people probably won't do that, but but it's it's going to be an opportunity here for people to get a hold of something that gives real substance from a biblical viewpoint as to how to look after finances coming into the new year. So, uh, so the Financial Freedom Express course 
free this Christmas when you uh, subscribe to the newsletter, Wealth With Purpose. And Alex, just quickly on that, you're encouraging the idea of getting a hold of this Financial Freedom Express course and then passing it on to others uh, because you want to get the word out. Yeah, exactly right. So we've, 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 when the email goes out, there'll be a link and you can forward it on to as many, as many people as you like. We want to really help. Um, I mean, our ministry is all around helping people to have a, a biblical understanding of finances so they can become financially healthy, you know, get their own finances into order. But then not only that they become healthy, but then they can use their money to advance God's kingdom. And by that, I mean, you know, helping helping people in need, of which there are many in, in this nation and around the world. And of course, um, supporting God's work is supporting um, organizations, you know, like Vision and, and many others to keep on teaching the good news and getting out as far as possible because ultimately money is for doing good so my my theory is very simple do well do good we want to help your finances get into good shape so that you can do good with it okay you can subscribe to that newsletter wealthwithpurpose.com and you might also explore some free ebooks uh, there's one called My Toolkit. There's also free videos and there's podcast content too at wealthwithpurpose.com. You can follow Alex and Wealth With Purpose on Facebook, facebook.com, Purpose Wealth, and uh, also on Twitter, Wealth Purpose. Uh, Alex, great getting your insights as always, and thank you so much for taking some time to share these things with our listeners today. My pleasure, Neil, and have a fantastic Christmas for you and your family. And God's richest blessing on you and your family too, Alex. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.